Hello everyone and welcome to episode one of the Football Plug podcast. My name is Jack. And I'm Matt. So we're going to be releasing a new episode, well, whenever we get round to it basically, because we've got busy schedules, haven't we Matt? Busy, Absolutely. busy schedules. Busy, unemployed, I mean busy Lockdown, schedules. lockdown schedules. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, we're going to begin things with a little review of the football that has been before our eyes this beautiful weekend. So, uh, currently it's the 9th of March, Tuesday the 9th of March, so we're going to look at the games this weekend gone. We've picked out um, three or four games that we're going to gloss over, we're going to talk about, talk about the main talking points, Um, and we'll start, Matt, with the Manchester derby. Won't we, Matt? That's all right. I don't think there's a, a better place to start. I mean, you know, you've got the Manchester derby. You've got the top two teams in England. Where where better to start than those those fantastic teams at the minute? As much as I hate to say it. So yeah. we'll give you a bit of context. Um, Matthew here is, unfortunately, um, probably not for his own choice, an Arsenal <laughs> supporter. Um, and me, myself, yes, another Southern Manchester United supporter. Shock. The result, obviously, two nil. Manchester United. Matt, what would your what was your immediate thoughts watching that game? Um, I think United made a fantastic start to the game. Okay, yeah, let's start. Let's start at the beginning of the game. Let's let's talk about the penalty. Obviously, this is one that VAR didn't need to get involved with oh, for the first time in probably a whole year that they haven't consulted VAR. Because it was a clear Yeah, penalty. no, no doubt my, that was a penalty. My only thing with that is what the hell is Gabriel Jesus doing in that position? With Manchester City have got the best defence in the league this season. And all four of the defenders were circled around Anthony Martial. He yeah. was going nowhere. And I think you can include... Jesus is like, nah. You know they say? They say... A forwards tackle is just well pretty much horrendous. You just don't let a forward it, make that tackle. It was it was a forwards tackle. Early minute nerves of a of a big Manchester derby. He's been selected as their centre forward. Yeah. He's, he's tried he's tried to put the work in the first <laughs> few minutes and it has not gone well for him. And let's be let's be honest. Had that not have happened, probably a completely different game. I will happily admit that. Obviously, that first mistake didn't help. Um, and then from there on, it was like Man United gave themselves a kick up the bum, and they were they were resolute. They were strong in defence. They were good going forward. Man City, after about the first fifteen minutes, Man City had a lot of the ball. Yeah, and they didn't do much with it. They, they weren't allowed to do much with it, really. They dominated the play. I think, I think Sterling. He's never scored in a Manchester derby. I feel like he probably wanted to get on the ball, but. Aaron Wan-Bissaka was clearly had him under yeah. completely oh in his yeah. pocket. Phone, um, wallet, keys. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think that was that. Because um, I feel like Luke Shaw. Yeah. Oh, Luke, Luke Shaw, Shaw on the other side. Fantastic. I for, for, as soon as Dean Henderson got that ball and threw it to Luke Shaw, I thought, oh, there's something coming here. This is a this is a classic counter attack. And and it did and it did. Luke Shaw scored. You can't complain when you're. It's all these questions surrounding Manchester United, the three nil nil draws in a row, and saying, "Oh, Ollie, this, Ollie, that." They've just gone and beat the best you could, at the minute, the best team in in England. 
and quite comfortably, I'd say they beat them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. In my opinion, they Man City should have played Kevin De Bruyne that day. <laughs> he was um, he was nowhere to be seen, wasn't he? Which is very unlike him. I, I would say, I think it's just a blip for City. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Don't think they'll let that happen again. They will be champions this year. Man United will not catch them. But I, I think it will give teams that go to the Etihad a bit of confidence. Yeah, definitely. Because with this run that they've gone on, teams will go to the Etihad and be scared because they'll know they'll just get picked apart. So no team has done that. And now that a team has done that, got on the front foot, pressed them from the front, and maybe maybe City haven't been used to dealing with that for a while because their last, what was it, 21 wins in a row? Yeah. That's, that's outrageous. You, you, you don't win 21 games in a row by being a poor team no. so when a team comes and does something completely different to the previous 21 teams it's, it's going to be a bit of a shock to the system really I'm not saying that they'll slip up but I think it'd be a good test for the rest of the teams that play City this season knowing yeah. that they can go there and have nothing to lose and I think from this side of the season you've got to look at if when they're coming up against those teams in the bottom half of the table, they're going to be pushing for survival, so it is going to be that That's extra it. challenge for them. So That's it. they can't switch off. They, like you said, they have won the title pretty much in a sense, but they can't switch off like they did against United. I agree. All right then. So moving it on to our next game that we'll look at is the Liverpool Fulham game. Ooh. Now Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. Six losses on the trot at Anfield. What are your thoughts about that? Look, I, I, I do have some sympathy for them in the sense of they have a lot of players injured. Um, yeah, again, as a Manchester United fan, I will agree with you there. Uh, I've got a however, lot of sympathy for them. My question is, as much as people can make excuses for them, but you look at City, if they were to have the same amount of players injured, they have a second squad who could easily win that title on their own without the starting <laughs> eleven. Oh, it's ridiculous, isn't it? City's it second team could win the squad. You've... Whether you obviously Van Dyke is a massive loss, all these players, but you've got to have that strength in depth. You can't just rely on those eleven players because at some point they're going to absolutely be yeah, tired. There they're- is absolutely no doubt that Liverpool's downfall was due to their lack of defence, basically. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what did they do? They went and signed Ozan Kabak and some, some guy dude from, from Championship. Luton. Uh, Luton? No. <laughs> some guy from the championship. Some great player. He's yeah. a good player. He's a fantastic... But he's not Liverpool quality. No. They should have gone out and Koulibaly or um, prize Sergio Ramos away from yeah. Real Madrid for a season. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I compl- Yeah, I agree. Injuries, they suck, but deal with them. You know, deal with them. When you look You've at... You've got the cash. You look at it and you also think, well, hang on. There's something more than just that defence that's going wrong. Whether it's the midfield... I, I, I think I think it's... Um, i got a mate who's a Liverpool fan and I think he seems to think there's a lot of personalities in that Liverpool dressing room that are clashing and they're all... People are getting a little bit too big for their boots after the success of last season. Yeah, I think this has brought them down back down and let's let's not beat around the bush when Gomez when Van Dijk when Henderson come back Liverpool will be back and they will win things yeah and let's be honest it'll be Manchester City and Liverpool at the top of the league again next season yeah however now it's not so let's move on to 
Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund. Now, what a fantastic game that was. And obviously, there's two people that we're going to focus on here. Haaland and Lewandowski. (laughs) Excuse me, what? Yeah, Lewandowski, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. Get out of it. So, I've uh, got a few stats for you here, Matt. And I want you to react to this stat. Okay. This is for Haaland. So, in all competitions this season, 28 goals, 8 assists... Yep. In 29 games. I mean, that's just... That is outrageous. That's... And no wonder he is the talk of the football world at the moment. Everybody wants him. But now I want to bring you on to something else, Matt. Yep. Lewandowski. Oh, gosh. Yep. 37 goals. 8 assists. In 33 <laughs> games. 37 goals and 8 assists. In 33 games. Yeah. Why is no one talk- still talking about him? I think, right, you look at Haaland first. That is a young man who's playing with no fear. He doesn't care if you want to sit there and go, oh, he's going to be compared to Messi. He doesn't care whether he's compared he to Blumin, he, he, a player yeah. playing in the League 2 in England. Eric Jemba Jemba. Yeah, he does not care. He's just like, I'm out here playing my football. I've, he is his own player. He, yeah. He's not going to be, he was as good as Ronaldo. He will be, oh, he was as good as Haaland. He, he will be. But I just want to... You know, Lewandowski's 30... 32. 32. 32. And yep. he's still banging in those numbers. Now... All right. All right. He's playing against German farmers. However, I do believe that he would still do that in the Premier League. Right, next game. Spurs Palace. This is going to be an easy one to talk about. Um, Harry Kane. He's just so good. You, f- you forget. I think it's because he's English. You take him for granted. And people around the world don't look at him that way because he's not from an exciting nation like Portugal or Brazil, France. Brazil, France. Yeah. But the guy plays football and he plays football very, very well. Would you like some stats, Matt? Uh, I'd love some stats, even though he's Spurs. (laughs) This is uh, in all competitions this season. 24 goals, 16 assists, 16 assists in 36 games. That's 40 goals and assists in 36 games. Outrageous numbers for a team not doing the best in the league. Yeah. He is the leading assist uh, player in the Premier League. This is a striker who is also second or third in the goals. They are silly stats. He's had like a goal contribution of nearly 30 in the Premier League already. That's that's mental. He's got to be up there with the best strikers in the world right now. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And Bale, I think we should talk about Bale as well. Bale, quickly. yeah. I've always rated Bale and I think he's been mistreated and all right, his attitude might have been a bit potty. But um, if you play Gareth Bale regularly, this is what he will do. Even at 31, this is what he'll do. He'll score goals for fun. And Gareth Bale does not score easy goals. No. So next, we're going to move on to a part of the podcast that we're going to call Jamie Vardy's <laughs> Party. All right. So everybody knows the term, Jamie Vardy's having a party. Uh, So Matt and I have come up with a segment called Jamie Vardy's having a party, and this is his guest list, okay? So this, to get on Jamie Vardy's guest list, you've got to have done something fantastic or utterly ludicrous. (laughs) Ludicrous. Um, And whenever we do this segment, we're going to have three um, contestants. And Matt and I are going to discuss which one we think 
deserves a place on Jamie Vardy's party invite list. First person, Harry Kane for his goal at the weekend. Yeah. That the one where he ripped it into the top left hand corner. Insane. It, that absolutely is a incredible. great goal. Not much more to say about it. Great goal. Yeah. Um next one. Yuri Tielemann's no look assist for Kalechi Ianacho. That was filthy. Yeah. The guy uh, didn't look at the ball and he slotted it straight through to Ianacho. I think he's benefit as well as he plays for Leicester, so obviously he can literally give a handwritten invitation to him. Although is that cheating? Because he already knows Jamie Vardy. Right, Jack, I, I've got a number three for this list, okay? All right. And you're going to think I'm crazy. So we have <laughs> All right, Paolo me. Ottavio. Who? The famous player, Paolo Ottavio. So he's a, Never heard of him. He's a centre-back who plays for Wolfsburg. Now, at the weekend... I don't oh, know, if you I know where this is going. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but they were playing Hoffenheim, and Hoffenheim were 2-1 up. Now, the ball had been gone right down the other end, and Hoffenheim were through on goal. The keeper was still at the halfway line, and he was the Hoffenheim striker was about to score a third goal. But Paolo Ottavio, out of nowhere, sprints back, jumps off the it ground, chops him down. <laughs> a two-footed <laughs> scissor challenge into the back of his legs. Bearing in mind they were losing 2-1. Yeah, so there was already. no reason to t- make the challenge at all, because they were going to lose either way. But he absolutely... Wiped him out. Wiped. I think it was. Was it a red card? It must have been a red card. Straight red. He's now got a four-match ban, but he made the challenge and walked straight. He didn't even look at anyone. Just walked off the pitch. It was the perfect challenge, I'd say. So, I mean, in my opinion, there's only one winner. There's only one person that's getting on Jamie Vardy's guest list invite. It is. So, um, it's Paolo Ottavio. Absolutely. Ottavio, round of applause. Well done, Paolo. Top stuff. (laughs) Top stuff. Okay, Matt, so the next topic of discussion is going to be England and the team that they might take to the Euros. Ooh, okay. Now, obviously, this, we could talk about this, I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours because everyone's got a different opinion on who should go, uh, depending on who you support. Um, So we're just going to focus on the defence, just the defenders, okay? Yep, brilliant. So obviously England could play a four-back or a five-back or three-back with with wing-backs. So if we're talking a four-back, let's forget wing-backs at the moment. Yep. So we've got a left-back, two centre-backs and a right-back. Give me your left-back. If we're going off of this season, I don't think anyone can argue against this. And it's the best left-back in the league as of stats and performances right now. Mr. Luke Shaw. Agreed. No well, that didn't take it. much discussion, did it? No, um, right. <laughs> left back. Okay, right. So, two centre-backs. I think this could uh, have some discussion here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put my, my two pens in first. Oh, Man United fan. No, no, no. Um, I'm going to say Harry Maguire. Okay. Because he's a captain. Although he probably wouldn't captain England. I assume that would be Harry Kane. Yep. Uh, yeah, Harry Kane. Um, he's a leader at the back. Um might be a bit of a bumbling idiot, but if I were to ask you, Matt, who has the most Premier League clean sheets this season, you would say... Well, I'm assuming it's Mr. Maguire. It's Harry Maguire. It is Harry Maguire. Um, so for me, I'm going to put... I'm, we're not going to say he's definitely in that back four. By the way, we're not... Obviously, there'll be more defenders taken, but we're just going to choose our back four that would start yeah. a game. So I'm going to put Maguire in there, and I'm also going to put 
even though we beat them at the weekend, I'm going to put John Stones in there as well. Because I do think, even though Martial probably gave him nightmares, I still think he's a good defender. A great defender. Yeah, I think... I think what do you John, think? I think John Stones this season... If we're looking at this season, he's got to be a dead certain to be on that plane and probably in the starting eleven. If we're looking at Harry Maguire, now I I don't like him, but I don't know if that's because I'm an Arsenal fan and that's just how I'm born and bred. Fair enough. But he, like you say, he okay, he makes a mistake here or there. So does everyone. But with those stats you've said, there's no doubt he's an um, he's a great defender. He has that. He's the captain of Manchester United. Not just anyone can be the captain of Manchester United. Right then, Matt. Let's have your right back. Now, with the right back, I feel like there's five players you could put into contention for this. I think, of course, you've got being Trent. You've got Kieran Trippier, Rhys James. I think you've got Aaron Wan-Bissaka. And, of course, you've got Kyle Walker. Mm. Oh, definitely. I think he's performed great at Atletico. But if we're looking at one... I think, and you can all hate me out there, but I am an Arsenal fan and I am going to pick Reese James. Oh, wow. Bold. However, I agree. Uh, <laughs> this is weird, all this agreeing, isn't it? Um, yeah, for me, fast, he's strong, he's powerful. He can he can defend and he can whip a great ball in with that right foot. Um, and the reason for me he gets there over probably everybody else's choice, um, Trent, is the fact that my nan can defend better than Trent can, in my opinion. Um, obviously, that's an exaggeration. Trent can defend because he is a defender. But I think if you're playing a four at the back, the the wing backs have the license to get forward, yeah. and they need to get back. Whereas a full back has the right to get forward, but has to get back as well. They have there's no they have to get back. Agreed. And I think I think James does that. And I think that's probably the end of that discussion because I think that's what I think James brings to the team. Yeah. So for me, uh my my back four will be Shaw, Maguire, Stones and James. I believe, Matt, and this is weird, we have the same back four. I agree, and I think I think the only position where we where there is that all thinking about it would be that right back position and the only player would probably be Trent. But like you said, he can probably ping the best ball across the pitch in the league at the moment but yeah. I, like you said I, I feel like Reese James is a is a better defender Reese James has got want. more strings to his bow yes agreed at the moment I'd agree with right that. then hit me Matt straight away all five your back five go what with the these are wing backs yeah yeah wing backs yeah uh, Chilwell left wing back uh, right wing back Ooh. I'm going to put Trent uh, in our two Two of the centre-backs are going to stay the same. We're going to have Maguire and we're going to have Stones. Uh, we're also going to have in Mr. Tyrone Mings in there. And in goal, for me, Nick Pope. Oh, we're talking about the goalkeeper. All right, then. Oh, I like that. I like that. I am... <sighs> now, left wing back. I had Chilwell as well. Yep. But then someone, just before we started this podcast, I thought of someone else. Okay. I thought... If Luke Shaw's getting in the team through his recent performances, then I believe this man deserves a shot. Matty Cash. What are you saying about that? I th- I think I think he's played Villa's great. old reliable wing back left back. I think he's been brilliant. I think he's been so underrated. 
I, I agree. I think he's been I think he's been great this season and I think he's a massive part of why Villa have been where they are. However, if I'm Does looking, he get in the team over over Chilwell? Yeah, I'm looking at in a in a sense of Chilwell and even if you're gonna play look at playing Shaw at left wing back, they have played for England and I think I feel like Southgate's gonna go for this approach of new fresh faces a lot of players who haven't got a lot of experience but I feel like we still need some of that some of those players who have played and I know Chilwell and Shaw haven't played a great deal for England but they have that they they know what it's Club like to wear that yeah. wear that shirt yeah. okay well we'll agree to disagree there because um, I think form is is important at, at major competitions taking that confidence in yeah um, and oh, let's not be honest, Chilwell hasn't played badly. And my opinion might change in a few weeks because Thomas Tuchel seems to be doing a pretty tasty job at Chelsea. Definitely. Um, so I'll agree to disagree there, but my, uh, my opinion might be swayed. And I will agree, uh, my two centre-backs will stay the same with Maguire and Stones. And I'm also going to agree with Tyrone Mings. Um, going back to my... Um, purely for the fact, I, I, I do think there's better defenders that read the game better they might not be as big and as tall and as strong as him so for example Craig Dawson yeah. for West Ham oh. I think he's been fantastic Yeah, and what, Craig Dawson scored like four goals I think he's got four goals he's got as many goals as Kevin De Bruyne this Premier League <laughs> season which is a ridiculous stat um, but you, what England have lacked recently is a left-footed centre-back uh, and that's what Mings is yeah um Obviously, Eric Dyer played a lot for England um, in that defensive midfield. He, he sometimes dropped into a centre-back and obviously for Spurs, he's been playing at centre-back. But for me, he doesn't cut the mustard on an international stage as a centre-back. <laughs> My issue is when um, duty calls, when Mbappe's running at him and he needs to go to the toilet, he's just going to run off the pitch and go, go and take <laughs> what he needs to take, isn't he, really? So. If, if Mbappe's running at him, I would rather he ran at Mings. Yeah. Oh, God, but I would not want him running at Harry Maguire. Jesus. <laughs> well, that's something we might need to worry about later. Um, and then at wing-back, I will also go with Trent, I think, in a, in a, in a wing-back formation. Yeah. But he better pull his weight and he better not have that little sulky face on that he sometimes has. <laughs> Otherwise, I won't be happy. And in goal, um, Nick Pope, yeah, yeah. Um, Dean Henderson you could talk about as well. Yeah, and I'm a Man United fan. Um, but I think Dean Henderson is brilliant. I thought he was brilliant at the weekend against City. Um, but for me, because he hasn't really put a foot wrong in an England shirt, I'm still going with Jordan Pickford. Um, which is bold. The old leg snapper himself. <laughs> the old knee destroyer. Um, which was a great tackle and it was not a foul or a penalty before. Any of you Liverpool fans say it is. It was not a foul. That's my opinion. It was horrific, <laughs> is what it was, Matt. <laughs> he should have got a four-match ban. Shot Van Dijk in half. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with Pickford. Okay, I've I've got no I've got no problems with that. As much as I I do believe Pope's been on the better form, and like you said, he 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 was pivotal for us in that in the World Cup run. Yeah, he, he was, was amazing. He was. So save uh, against Colombia, unbelievable. Yeah. I, I will for person for experiences where an England shirt. I will agree with you there and put Pickford I in would goal. Kiss that man's shoes after that save. Right, okay. So now we're going to move it on to a little 
quiz. Now, Ooh. a quiz is what we're going to be doing every podcast whenever uh, whenever they come out. Uh, a little Matt versus Jack. Three questions, and we've got an extra question just in case there's a, a, a tiebreaker. Um, but I believe my football knowledge is far superior, and it will be tested in the next few moments. So I hope I don't have to eat my words. So, uh, as we've mentioned, I support... Manchester United, oh, of course you do. Uh, and Matt supports Arsenal. Arsenal, uh, the Gunners. They're doing. Well. Do you know what? Let's not talk about them right no, now. We're not. They're a. We they're a topic enough of discussion time. as well. We've we got seven podcasts to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt is going to be asking me questions about Arsenal, and I'll be asking Matt questions about Manchester United. So, Matt, yes, hit me. What right. is your first question? So, question one. We're taking it back. So, what year did Arsenal move to the Emirates Stadium? Was it 2004, 2005, or 2006? Good question. I can hear the cogs slowly. Now, slowly. I'm going to... As this is the first week, I think we can ask each other things and we can be quite nice about it, but... None of that in the future. So I believe their invincible season was 04-05, correct? Mm-hmm. Or was it 05-06? It was not 06. It was definitely not at that point. of their- It was 04-05 then, wasn't it? It was that mm-hmm. season. And I believe that they were not at Highbury at that time. So the invincible season was 03-04. Yeah. Oh three, oh four. Yeah, if that helps okay. you when okay. you're thinking. So what are my options again? Oh four, oh five, oh six. Well, that just puts everything I've said completely out the window. I'm afraid. So I'm they push were the time now. at Highbury <laughs> for their invincible season. Is that? Are we confirming that? Is that a thing? They were at they Highbury. They were for definitely their at Highbury. Okay, so I'm going to say they moved in 2004. They moved to the Emirates Stadium in 2000, and Six, actually, it was two thousand and six. It was a bit you see, later. what's happened there, Matt, is I've fallen at the first hurdle. Exactly. So um, all of your, I've got amazing football knowledge. It's just going to prove that I'm better than you. All right, then, Matt. Here's your first oh, question. No, here we go. Right. Who scored the winner <laughs> against Bayern Munich in the nineteen ninety nine treble winning Champions League final against Bayern Munich? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Was it? Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Ryan Giggs. It was Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, it was. Here we go. Boom. 1-0. Okay. Okay, like... what's, what's my second question right. then, Matt? When playing for Arsenal, who did Olivier Giroud score his famous scorpion kick against? Was it Norwich, Crystal Palace or Southampton? It was against Crystal Palace. Cha-ching! Correct. Do you not want to know a fact about that goal as well? It won the Puskas Award, didn't it? It won the Puskas Award, but it did not win the Premier League Goal of the Month. Yes, I think I knew that, actually. How bizarre. Uh, He has has got a habit of scoring crackers. Worldies, absolutely, yeah. So Again, he's another player. We can probably talk about underrated players in the future. Definitely. He is top of my list for underrated players. Yeah. Uh, All right, then. Right, so 1-0. Here we go. Matt, your second question. Yep. Who has received the most Premier League red cards for Manchester United? Okay. Is it Roy Keane, 
Nicky Butt or Nemanja Vidic? Oh, so when you first said the question without the answers, the first person that came into my head was actually Vidic. But now you've said Kane, I'm like, he is a nasty man. But I guess I've got to go he with my nasty man. I've got to go with my initial thoughts. So I'm gonna actually say Nemanja Vidic. I'm afraid you're wrong, Matt. Oh, don't tell me. It is Roy Keane. Oh, no. Roy Keane has had seven. Vidic had six. Do you know who... There was quite a few players in in third with four red cards. Mm -hmm. Do you know Cristiano Ronaldo was one of those? (laughs) Do you know what? He barely (laughs) played for United, really. (laughs) (laughs) What? What an absolute joke. Um, Yeah, I think he was quite hot-headed in his early years with Ronaldo. Yeah. Oh. Alright then, so it remains one all. Can so, I have my third and final question? So it's one all going to this last question and we have in which season did Arsenal last win the Premier League? Was it O one O two, O two O three, or O three O four? It's all gone quiet now, over there. Uh, have Arsenal won the league since the Invincibles? I don't think they have. I'm going to say 0304. Unfortunately, Jack, the correct answer is. It is. It is 0304. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> your you shot yourself point. in the foot there, Matt. I know. I did think about that. Now I just. <laughs> <Yeah>. Unlucky. <laughs> Unlucky. Um, right, Matt, this to tie, or I. Or it's 1 0 in the won. series. No, I've won. Um, other than David Beckham, Cavani. And Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Can you name another player that's worn the number seven shirt for Manchester United? And just for context, there have been lots. Eight other players. Right. Now the initial thought in my head don't know if I'm wrong goes to Alexi Sanchez. Um but I don't know if he did. But I also can't think of anyone. Other than those who have. So I'm going to have to say Alexis Sanchez. That's correct, mate. Well done. Oh, yes. As much you could as have had Memphis Depay. Um, oh, yeah. Antonio Valencia played as a number seven Ooh. for not very long. Uh, yeah, and and uh, Alexis Sanchez. So Here well we, done. Wow, it's two all after two three all. questions. Into the decider then, Matt. Right, so a fourth question for you now. Right. So obviously each team... In their own like, in their own club, have a pr- a player of the month. So this season, two players have won Arsenal Player of the Month. One of them is Bakayo Saka. Who is the other? The options are Gabriel, Bird Leno, and Granite Xhaka. Wait, so this season only two players have won your yep. So both player play- of the month. Yeah. Okay. So both of these players have won it for three... Both of them won three months' worth. <sighs> so we have Gabriel, Berdleno, and Granit Xhaka. Do you want to know a fun fact about Granit Xhaka to begin with? And if it's anything Before to do with he what he signed, did at the weekend... <laughs> no, 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 no. Before he signed for Arsenal, yep. they had never finished outside the top four. But now... Since he has signed, they've never finished <laughs> inside the top four. <laughs> And I think that's some sort of backwards question. I'm going with... Guy's oh, he's been injured. Oh, um... Burnt Leno. Jack. 
Matt? It is part of the back five. The correct answer is Gabrielle. No. The first get out three of months of the season went to Gabrielle, and the last, the well, most recent three months have gone to Saka. I'm very well, sorry. Well, it comes down to this then, Matt. We hope so, because I've not you got another it. question. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. If you get it wrong, it's a draw. It's a draw, yeah. Um, right, Matt, to take uh, one nil, to go one up yes. in the series, how many Manchester United scorers have there been this Premier League season? One, Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> okay, right. Brilliant. Uh, sorry, I'd like to uh, correct my question. How many Man United scorers have there been this campaign? So yep, this okay. 2021 season, all competitions. Okay. Has there been 10? Yep. 13 or 16? Oh, in your head, you th- sit there and think, oh, well, it's got to be a higher number. But I'm actually gonna go I'm not going for 16 do I go down the middle or first I'm going to go for the unlucky 13 unlucky for some Matt that is the correct answer (laughs) congratulations (laughs) Matt you go 1-0 up but that's just the first 10 minutes Matt we'll come back strong a little team talk second half we'll be back next time next podcast and I'll take you down Draw it, one all. Okay, I'm buzzing. Right then, everyone. That has been the first episode of the Football Plug podcast. Um, hope you've enjoyed. Have you enjoyed it, Matt? I absolutely have enjoyed it and can't wait for, for many more to come and hope you do everyone else. Good, 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 good. I could talk about football for hours and hours and hours. And we know that people that might be listening can talk about football for hours and hours as well. So that is why you should follow us on our Instagram page. That's the Football Plug podcast on Instagram. Or email us, thefootballplugpodcast at gmail.com. Email us with any opinions or any topics of discussion or any questions you might have. If you disagree with us, if we got something wrong, because we probably have, um, <laughs> because research was never my strong point, but I've, I've tried. So, um, again, that's Instagram, thefootballplugpodcast. Our email address is footballplugpodcast at gmail.com. Email us with any opinions, any topics of discussion, or any questions you might have. But other than that, I think it's time to say thank you very much, Matt. Thank you, Jack. And of course, a big thank you to everyone that's tuned in and listened. So don't forget to follow us and um, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.